from the Summer Skate Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled-based, increased safety measures with your choices of games as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. San Diego State University, building the foundations of something bigger at the top college hockey program in California. Go to sdsuhockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on and off the ice. Summer skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team at summerskates.com. Adrian College, championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com slash mhockeyd1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to uclhockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 champions as they look to add a third championship banner to the rafters. Jets Pizza with six different styles of pizza and eight different styles of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Toyota of the Desert, your trusted Toyota dealership in Cathedral City, California, at toyotaofthedesert.com. Oklahoma University, 20 years of the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and our second location, 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere you may be listening to us tonight, live on the Podbean app. Scott Strandy with you tonight in beautiful Palm Springs, California, uh, where it's a balmy 94 degrees. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on that big, beautiful island they call Long Island in New York. Paul, how are things at the estate today, and are things going well the start of Monday? Um, well, listen, I'm home, right? Um, the, the, the fact of the matter is that, uh, uh, I'm not in the traffic anymore. Um, uh, I still have basement issues, so I'm nice and outside and I have the, I don't, I don't know what the heck they call those things. The, the, the candles that, uh, or the, uh, they keep the bugs away. The citronellas. Yeah. They have one of those citronella things going. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Nice. Nice. Um, and uh, we go from there. You know? The executive uh, producer is chiming in too. Citronella. Well, she's smarter than I am too. So, I mean, that's not <laughs> Me hard. too. Me too, that's actually. Uh, so we just cruised into Palm Springs today, uh, again, I should say, and uh, at our favorite Panera Bread. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, you guys got to come on board with us, man. I mean, this is a great location. Every one of their locations are great, but uh, great food, great drinks, a sip club as we are now part of where you get unlimited drinks every two hours, you can go in and get a free drink. Does that come with a free, so how's that that? Come with a free trip to the bathroom? Because holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> it really does. I'm all for it. Listen, I drink all day long. And when I'm home, I drink even more than when I'm working. But I have a, yeah, 
you know, that yeah, it, it's a really it. sweet deal. And, and I've got, you know, the executive producer, she's got hers a while ago. So she's she's got to right. pay $11 a month or whatever it is. But uh, I just signed you up. You make that up easy. I, yeah, and I just signed up um, the other day and got two months free. So I don't pay anything till the end of June. Nice. Good to be yeah. king. See, I love this place. You got to love it. Actually, we're, uh, king, we're there right now giving... Uh, Got our drinks, got set up to talk about analytics and eyeballs. So many things to talk about, so many different ways to go about this today. I thought about it after I talked to you on the phone earlier today, and I said, where should we go with the draft lottery? Should we push it at the end or should it start with it? I've decided, Paul, we should start with it because uh, it, it's going to happen here a half hour after the show ends. Of course. And, yeah, well, that's fine. Uh, I don't have a problem with that, but... Um, the, the uniqueness of that is there's so many ties because it's been a, every year there's one player that stands out. But has anybody talked about a player like Connor Bedard since he was, what, 14, 15 years old about what he could do in the NHL? Now he's finally 17, 18, whatever he is, finally draft eligible. Everybody thinks he's the number one pick overall and it's a clear cut. But there are some other guys that have a shot. So, um, Let's start with the, the draft lottery and how it affects okay. college players and, and what teams uh, are in the running for it. And then we'll uh, we'll break it down and, and start talking a little conference stuff. We'll, we'll get an update on that uh, big, new, beautiful building, not on Long Island, but in Sioux right. Falls, South Dakota, home right. of the uh, Vikings, the Augustana Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. The Vikings? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Confused myself there for a minute. We'll talk about some ACHA slash NCAA exhibitions because, Paul, these continue to grow. We uh, we saw one here and there. Now it's like it's becoming a thing. Um, every ACHA team that's in our American top uh, American Collegiate Hockey Top Twenty podcast, those teams all aspire to at least play and and test their skill against. Uh, NCAA schools. So we'll talk about some of those going on and then we'll kind of speculate and see if uh, maybe we can entice some ACHA schools to make the jump to uh, NCAA hockey. How about that? Well, I I'm down. I mean, let's, let's, let's go. I mean, I think we <laughs> definitely should uh, uh, be involved. I, you know, I, I definitely think that uh, we need to have some more of those teams. There's plenty of players. And there are some teams that would just make sense that are not at the NCAA Division One level right now. But like I said, so, so many of them would just make sense. And and, and, and maybe all right, maybe not so many of them, but enough that um, as was said by, uh, and I just was listening to it, uh, Ed Tresker, who does RIT games, that college hockey, quote, needs another conference or two. To and how. And how. Even the teams that we that we know about that are trying to jump to, to Division One, like Binghamton and Utica, and, and you know, and Stonehill be an independent team this year. Um you know, we haven't seen all the schedules and all that other nonsense, but you know, we know they're supposed to play a full Division One schedule this year. So, I mean, 
Um, you know, so there's not. It's not like there aren't the players, and it's not like you know. And 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 we know that that teams have have the the the. The, have the, the the interest in doing this. So, I mean, I just don't know, um, you know, they have to do these things. They need more leagues because teams need leagues to play in. And like I said, you know, we know of teams that have the interest and they've come out and said it. And we know there are some teams that haven't come out and said it. Now, whether or not those end up that way or not, who knows? But, um, you know, the draft lottery is very interesting this year, especially since, I mean, they, I nobody is saying that Connor Bedard is going to be Connor McDavid. Um, I've seen a couple of different places, you know, in, in discussing the, the, the draft lottery, but he is the player in this draft that's been talked about the longest. Um, and, you know, like Connor McDavid, uh, has been in a spotlight forever. I'm trying to think of who the guy was, you know, I mean, you know, it was McDavid, before, you know, before Bedard. And I'm trying to think of the, the guy it was before that. And I'm sure eventually it'll come to me, but, um, you know, uh, We'll see. Uh, you know, the, the the crazy thing is, and, and all the stuff that I read, um, the guy who is considered the second best player in this draft or the number two pick in this draft um, is a guy who in a lot of years would be considered the number one pick in Adam Fantilli out of Michigan. Yep, absolutely. Who, who right now is over there in uh, Finland and Latvia getting ready to play for Team Canada. As you excuse the roaring engines in the background. Getting ready to play for <laughs> Team Canada at the World Championship. Where are you, at the airport? On that team. <laughs> no, not. But um, Getting ready to play for Team Canada in the World Championship. The only college player and the only non-professional on that roster. And I think that tells you something right there, right? That that he um, is considered. He's the real deal. How about that? Well, exactly. He's the real deal, and he's in a situation where, like I said, uh, finishing second this year in the draft lottery is not going to be a consolation prize. Um, and it. You know, it might, and I say might, in the long run, end up being the best pick. Good. I mean, Doubtful. he's... I've seen Connor Bedard play, my friend. Yeah, I know, but... Uh, six, four centers that are 200-plus pounds that can play in all three ends of the ice do not grow on trees no i'm i'm, I'm not gonna argue and, that and point not, with you that's 100 correct and i'm not gonna sit here and say that uh, and i'm just saying that the stuff that i've read 
said that Fantelli could end up being equally as good as Connor Bedard. Maybe in a different way. Maybe in a kind of a Wayne Gretzky, Brian Trottier kind of comparison. And I know I'm old and I know that that proves that. But you had when, you know, when I was growing up, the argument, you know, and maybe that was just the arguments we had here on Long Island and, and in the city. Um, you know, uh, that Wayne Gretzky was definitely obviously who Wayne Gretzky was. But, you know, and, and obviously the guys were a little smaller then, but Trottier was a three-zone player. Gretzky was a three-zone player, but that's because he always had the puck. You don't have to worry about playing defense if you have the puck. He had the puck in all three zones. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean. Um, and maybe a fourth zone behind the net in his office. He had the puck quite yeah, frequently. So, so I'm just, you know, my point is that, um, you know, that you're, you're sitting there and, and you know, and by the way, Fantilli, Heisman Trophy winner. I said, okay, so he's six two or six. Ho 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 ho. As a what did you just say? Heisman Trophy winner. Did I say Heisman? Yeah, yeah. He plays football too. Oh, he's big enough. Hobie Baker winner. He's big enough to play linebacker. Um, And by the way, the runner up to him as the Hobie Baker winner, Mister Logan Cooley, um, may have been or may turn out to be the best player of his draft. Which we didn't talk about last night because he is still, um, they're still, he's still trying to decide whether to go back and play for the other maroon and gold team or go to Tulsa or, I'm sorry, not Tulsa. Um, no, not Houston. I'm sorry, the Coyotes. Wichita? Tulsa? Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I, yeah. I, it took me a second to remember. That's well, I mean. yeah. Well, let me let me give you a little insight into that. The Coyotes did make him a proposal. Um, he just hasn't answered. So read into that what you want. Um, I would say that a lot of the players, maybe as high as 90% of the players that get made an offer by an NHL team, sign on the dotted line and take that uh, first step to fulfilling their dream of being an NHL player. So why uh, Logan Cooley is not made that decision yet um is who knows is he waiting for the draft lottery is he waiting for the draft is he just waiting waiting? or is he just gonna wait it out and become a golden goal for another year who knows is he waiting for next week who knows i I, I get that I'm, i'm just saying i'm just um but but he has the Coyotes have made him an offer. I did hear that, and uh, I heard it from a very good source. So um, they did make him an offer. He has not um, said anything one way or the other on the offer. Which I, I would say, if you're an NHL team and you make an offer, and the guy thinks about it, <laughs> it probably uh, either wasn't the place he wanted to be, or it certainly wasn't the offer. And the offers uh, they can't be that that great. I mean, they're pretty much structured. Yeah, they so, can only be so. Yeah, so, so I mean, you're gonna get what you get, right? Yeah, they can only be so much. So, so I don't think it's come down to that, which tells me that it must be um, where he wants to play, and when he wants Maybe. to play. Well, see, here's the deal, though, right? The 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 lottery is not. 
completely what people think it is, right? Because I, I believe there are two lotteries, one for the number one pick and one for the and 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 and, uh, and I'm trying to to look that up because I thought I read that somewhere. So, I, but I don't want to. Um, well, when you look that up, I'll tell you what I see right now is the Anaheim Ducks have an 18.5% chance of uh, getting the number one pick, followed by the Columbus Blue Jackets at 13.5, the Chicago Blackhawks 11.5, San Jose Sharks 9.5, the Montreal Canadiens 8.5%, the Arizona Coyotes 7.5%, Philadelphia Flyers 6.5%, the Capitals 6 the uh, Detroit Red Wings, 5%. Um, St. Louis Blues, 35 Let me finish these 16. Okay. Um, the Vancouver Canucks, 3%. Ottawa Senators, 2.5. Buffalo Sabres, 2. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, 1.5. Calgary Flames and the Nashville Predators have a 0.5% chance of getting the number one pick, which means you're saying there's a chance. Well, but also, but also, let me tell you, if you're saying there's a chance, let me tell you that I think in the last decade, the Coyotes have never moved up. They've either stayed the same or moved down in a decade of draft lotteries. Well, listen, I, I get that. I'm just going to sit here and, you know, here's the deal. They, they, um, they do have two picks, two lotteries, one for the first pick and one for the second pick. Okay. Uh, there's a thousand combinations, and apparently they throw one out to make it all fit right. So I don't know. Okay. Um, so as you said, those those are the odds for the first pick. I'm I'm not sure what the odds are for the second pick. Uh, I don't know because uh, I, I assume that uh, teams. Uh, you know, you have one team out, so it obviously changes the odds. Okay. Uh, the machine, uh, Just I'm just going to read this uh, from the NHL website. Uh, for each of the two drawings, 14 ping pong balls numbered 1 to 14 go in the machine, and the machine randomly selects four. The resulting four-number series will be matched against the chart that shows all the possible combinations and the team to which each combination was assigned. So they basically just randomly select combinations of numbers for four teams. For example, um, if the ping pong balls come up one, two, three, four, then the number one pick goes to the goes to Philadelphia. I mean Philadelphia. So, well, where does the frozen envelope come in? Uh, I'm sure the frozen ping pong balls come in somewhere. Um, and I'm trying to see. I, I guess. No, no, uh, it's got to be. It's got to be a frozen envelope after the ping pong balls, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, you can't tell if because if it's frozen and, and you grab it right away. But what if it's not frozen? Do you keep fishing for it I until you find yeah, the frozen yeah, one? I don't. I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, um, we we have fun with it because everybody's you know as well as I do, Paul. If this does not go to the Anaheim Ducks or the Columbus Blue Jackets or the Chicago Blackhawks, everybody is going to scream um, um, fraud that it's going to be a fraudulent draft lottery. And anyway, in the last combination, 
uh, 1,000 combination. Uh, and I, you, I, don't, I don't know what number is missed, but 10, 12, 13, and 14, if that comes up, that goes to the Washington Capitals. So. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. So uh, that will be live. Is that, is that going to be live on ESPN or, or is it going to be on the NHL Network? Do you know? Um, I think it's on ESPN. We'll 8 p.m. Eastern attention. time. I don't pay attention to that, so to speak, because I just wait for it to come out. <laughs> I, just, I just wait. <laughs> you don't want to sit uh, and watch and see who's sitting there in anticipation to see which team? Uh, yeah. No, I don't think you do. I don't think you do. I can just round that up on, and say it is actually on uh, ESPN and whatever Canadian network. I'm sure that's TSN. TSN. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm sitting here and. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm okay if I get the second if if I get end up with Adam Fantilli. That's all I'm going to try and say, is that I am okay with having the number two pick. Um, he may not be the quote unquote name that's been bandied around forever, but if I I'm getting a number one center, a legit physical, and if you read, do any of the research on him, um, he's not he's He's a pretty focused dude, and he and he's and he plays with an edge to his game, and I'm okay with that. Like I said, there's the well, old argument of Brian Trottier versus uh, Wayne Gretzky, and Trottier did okay with four cups. Yeah, and and I'll, yeah, you had to get that in, didn't you? Oh, yeah. sorry. Okay. I didn't, I didn't um, mean to. to uh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so the other thing to consider in the draft lottery is. Uh, you know, what team gets the player and what team is the best fit for the player? Because we've seen a lot of good players come through the draft lottery and went to teams that they weren't a good fit on, and they didn't blossom until they got traded or moved to another team where they were a better fit. And I think, uh, you know, I think when you look back over the years, there were some teams that they're great fits. Obviously, Gretzky was a great fit where he was. Uh, okay, uh, Sidney but Crosby, was, right, but that was Alex first Ovechkin. Of all, first of all, Gretzky was not a draft pick. Yeah, I know. I just threw it out there. But he, uh, what I'm trying to say is, um, Gretzky would have been a great fit anywhere he went. I don't think that would have made listen, a difference. But and, and listen, this is this is all you have to know about Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Um, in years past, uh, when I would do a, a floor hockey unit at work, one of the questions I would ask, you know, and, and I would, and, and I, you know, make certain people happy for whatever I make, I, I would say, okay, guys, write down the name of a hockey player that you've heard of any of them. And, and even 20 years after he retired. The, the 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 one name that was on that 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 you know came up more than not was still Wayne Gretzky and that's whether kids had ever seen a hockey game in their lives or not so that's all you I need thought you were going another direction I thought you were gonna say no I thought you were gonna say all you need to know about Wayne Gretzky is he he picked one fight with the wrong person no I you know who he picked a fight with? I'm sure yeah. you'll remind yeah, he me. And I'm fight. pretty sure his that... only fight with Neil Braun. Braun took care of him quickly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Bra- Bra- Well, yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, 
Did I mention he's from Roseville, Minnesota? Yeah, I'm shocked that you mentioned that. But okay. Yeah, okay. I'm getting even for the fork up stuff. Anyway. <laughs> so so that's what's happening here in about an hour or so. The uh, the draft lottery. Everybody highly in anticipation to find out if Connor Bedard will be the first number one overall pick to play in a college building. Um that's not true. It's not? Oh, you mean be the home team? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Be oh, you didn't say team. that. You didn't say that. Oh, sorry. That's what I meant. I, I guess it just slipped through my brain. Because we know Austin Matthews played in a college building. He was number one <laughs> overall pick. Not at his home rink. No, but you didn't say that originally. <laughs> I'm saying that now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that being said... Everybody will be watching to find out what happens. Um, by the way, did I mention that I am 2.5 miles from the Anaheim Honda Center? So um, really? if he ends up as a duck, I'm uh, about a driver and three wood away. Um, yeah, but that's assuming <laughs> that the person hit them straight. Are you telling me I don't hit it straight? <laughs> I had it right down Catella Avenue, right up to to uh, Honda Center. Anyway, if you say so. That, that's I do a whole know some people that'll be very happy if the Ducks get the number one pick. I and to tell you the truth, it, Connor Bedard would be a nice fit. I really think he'd be a nice fit because they've built some really good defensive players on that Ducks roster. They've got some really highly skilled offensive players around him. Um, they've got some young guys, but yet. Not too young. Troy Terry is not exactly a spring chicken, but he's still young enough to uh, to be in the mix with a Mason McTavish and Trevor Zegers. I'm just going to say this, okay? Um, you intimated that people will be screaming if a certain team wins the draft lottery. I would say they're not the only team that people would scream about if they win the draft lottery. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say one team. I said several teams. If it's not, if he doesn't go to one of the top three, everybody will be screaming. I'll be like, how did they get him? No, 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 no. Nobody would be screaming if he ended up in Anaheim or Columbus. That's what I said. One, two, or three. Nobody no. will scream. No, absolutely. People will scream if it's three. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> there is no doubt that people will be screaming if he ends up in a certain Midwest town. Chicago. Just say it. Yeah, Chicago. Well, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you know me. I don't want to anyway, be accused yeah, of anything. Yeah, you're shy. You're shy. You don't want to just throw stuff yes. out there. No. Anyway, so that's going on there. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back, and let's find out what's going on in the world of NCAA hockey. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the new building, the newest of buildings in Augustana, which I don't believe is going to be fully ready to uh, to play games Initially, I don't know if Paul can confirm that or not. We'll find out when we come back. We'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, 
At Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe and 592 West White Mountain Boulevard in Pine Top, as well as its Ghost Kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Banks it towards the goalie. Score. Kale McCarr. Campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh my goodness gracious, Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. The season in that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates, our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. This is ITHSW Podcasts, Analytics and Eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, to Monday night, which means it is, indeed, Analytics and Eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you from a 94-degree sun-drenched day in Palm Springs, California. My co-host, as always, all the way across the country, on that big, beautiful palatial estate out in the backyard, I'm understanding yep. at the palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, did you uh, did you have the servants get everything ready for you so you could do the podcast out there? Or uh, yes, I did all the work. Yes, I oh, got everything okay. out here. Okay. Servants, I don't know what about you. <laughs> anyway, can, can people see over your gators and and fence or tall enough where they can't look over? Well, first of all, 
uh, to look right in front of me, there is nobody to look over the fence because it's just a huh? wooded lot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot the estate is in that private section of Long yeah, Island. Yeah, private section. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I should clear things up before I start talking. I do have an eight foot <laughs> fence. Okay, good, good. See if you're if you're uh, a seven foot basketball player, you still got to stand on your tippy toes to see over them. Right. I wanted to make sure that uh, you know when you <laughs> sent Grando and Mastro Simone here to spy on me. Um, that they got no chance. Well, uh, not that they can they go into the wooded far. area? They can they get into the wooded area and see you? Uh, you have to wear in the right <laughs> outdoor. Uh, <laughs> far. So I, I never asked you this. With the wooded area back there, you get some animals every now and then, or no? Yes, we call I call it the Bug Botanical Gardens. Oh, I didn't say bugs. I said animals. I get those two. Okay. Anything you want to tell us about? Any? Well, no. The squirrel, the the dogs keep the most of the animals away. Okay. All right. Just checking. Anyway, uh, let's get back to talking NCAA hockey. So um, we're going to start this off by saying, what do you know about that beautiful arena being built in Augustana, Sioux Falls, on the uh, campus of Augustana in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Paul Hornstein? Well, you were correct. They're not expected to have a home game um at their new midco arena until the end of january so uh, we thought when they started building it like how are they going to get that thing up as fast as they got it up at asu because obviously the weather's a little different yeah and by the way they've done a fantastic job considering the weather they've had up there this past winter yeah i mean um so they'll play in a smaller building you know uh, i guess where the ushl team plays Sioux Falls Stampede. Um, you know, so they'll play there for for for, for half the season. Um, and the way at least the schedule is written out as of right now is they'll play ASU late January in Tempe. Like the way I threw that in there. Um, and then go home. <laughs> nice job. Okay. And then go home and host Ferris State in what looks like will be the home opener on Jan the building opener on January 26th. I like that. So, I like it a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just glad, you know. Are you going to you going to try to make it to Sioux Falls in January? Yeah, hold your breath on that. <laughs> no, I can't count on you being the guy to be there and cover the new opening of the building I, I, in January. I would No, I would Probably not count on that just in case. I mean, I do have to work. Oh, oh, it's that darn work thing again. I thought maybe it might be the weather. Weather? No, I don't care about the weather. You know that. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> When's that trip to Alaska coming for you? December? Right before Christmas? No, no. How can I leave my kids at Christmas time? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I said right before Christmas. Anyway. Oh, how can I leave them? Okay, so the Augustana Vikings have got the, their schedule out, right? Uh, yes. Now, it does say on their official website, dates will be added as they are announced for the inaugural season. So maybe this is not a full list. I don't know, and I don't know why. Uh, maybe towards the end of the season. Um, uh, right now, their, their schedule ends at February 17th. 
So they probably have a couple more games to add at the end of the season. Yeah, my guess is they certainly do. Okay. Um, you know, uh, so we, we have that for them as well as the fact that uh, they have hired an assistant coach. Go ahead. Who's the new assistant coach? That was announced a little while ago. Was it? Well, I'm, it, uh, okay, but it, they Taylor Nelson, who I guess was at Lowell and uh, and 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 I think Canisius before that. What What do you think about that, Paul? They went for an East Coast guy. Sound familiar? Well, yeah, I, 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 it does sound familiar, considering uh, my alma mater's only had about had less than a half a dozen. By the way, because I looked it up. They so have, recruiting on all over the country is is important, is what you're telling me. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, and like I said, the fact is that, uh, um, you know, you you want to be able to go in a whole bunch of different places, right? I mean, that makes sense. Oh yeah, I mean. I mean, we know the growth of hockey everywhere, but boy, certainly in the Northeast, that is a, a hockey hotbed as it's been forever. But um, there's a lot of talented players out there, and, and as many universities that play Division One hockey out there, there are still players that are looking for places to play. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, as uh, as I heard, and hopefully we'll get either or or both of these gentlemen on uh, Mr. Tretzker who we mentioned earlier and hopefully we get a chance to have Derek Schooley on before the the we get into the fall um, that uh, you know on 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 their podcast on are we allowed do we are we allowed to mention other websites sure absolutely I, I don't know I don't know I, I, I don't I try not to but you know don't I don't have a problem with that. Go ahead. They don't mention us. Um, you know, on the, on the USCHO podcast that just came out, uh, you know, I believe it was Derek Schooley that was talking about how the Binghamton athletic director was actively interviewing people for coaching jobs. Hmm, that's interesting. So, I mean, we're expecting... I mean, I, 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 I don't know how much more obvious you can make it than that, right? That's pretty much out there. <laughs> no. If you're looking for coaches, that means you're looking to move up. Right. So speaking of moving um, up, let right. You got more? No, no, go ahead. No, okay. I'm just, no I was just going to say, speaking of moving up, um, right. we've seen a trend, or at least I've seen a trend uh, since we started covering, well, we started with ACHA for a lot. Right. Um, with ACHA hockey and NCAA hockey, there seems to be a tightening of the gap there as well. Last night I mentioned I thought NHL and AHL were getting, I mean, I'm sorry, NCAA and AHL were getting very close in ability, and that's why top NCAA players can jump right into the AHL and be a factor, i.e. what the Colorado Eagles did uh, with some players. Um, but anyway... Um, I think the ACHA and the NCAA are starting to creep closer together as well. And I think what's evident in that, Paul, is more and more NCAA teams are saying, okay, 
ACHA team, you want to come and, and play us on an exhibition? Sure, we'll do it. Why not? We got nothing to lose. Or do they? Uh, no, I don't think that these ACHA teams have anything to lose at all. No, no, I'm talking about the NCAA team. That's inviting oh. them to play with them. Oh, no, because listen, they're going to win. They're going to win. I don't know if something fluky happens. They're going to win. So, I mean, it uh, gives you a chance to play some players. Gives you a chance to to to, to play guys that, uh, you know, work hard for you in practice and might not normally get some game time in. You know, freshmen, um, seventh and eighth defensemen, you know, 13th and 14th forwards. So... Uh, okay, so that's from the NCAA perspective. Uh, as you mentioned, the ACHA um, doesn't have anything to lose either, but they have an awful lot to gain. Uh, confidence, recruits. I know UNLV used that very powerful tool about, hey, we're going to Alaska to play Alaska Anchorage uh, next year. So if you sign with us, um, you're going to be an ACHA player getting some action against NCAA teams. And Oh, yeah, by the way, Alaska's coming down here to play us too. So um, don't think that ACHA programs aren't using that as a recruiting tool uh, to get players. And it also gives them a really good feel for what the next level is like. And I think I'm going to use UNLV as an example again. I think last year they found out that um, and it was kind of a double-edged sword, Paul, because they played uh, NCAA exhibitions a good part of their um, early part of the season. And I think... Um, when they were done, they nearly beat Anchorage in Henderson. And I think when that was over with, they maybe uh, took a little step down going like, wow, these are over now. Now we're just, quote unquote, we're just back to ACHA. Uh, I guess um, you would have a little bit better feel for that than I would. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Did, did guys rest on their laurels? Because... Well, I don't, I'm, I'm no, no, not rest on your laurels, but, but look at it and go like, man, this is really fun and really high speed and really, and now we're playing some teams that might not be close to that level. And I, I guess maybe you, you, you mentally go through it and you go like, oh boy, because I know UNLV reined it in and went on a nice run at Christmas time, yes, um, uh, with that. And I think that's what they told the guys, but you know, the bottom line in the ACHA is, and you know this as well as I do, Coach Powers laid out the uh, the roadmap of success, if you will, and it includes one thing that many people overlook, and that's winning the national championship at your level that you're currently at before you attempt to make the jump up. Just it's not good win. enough to just get there. It, you ask for example. You win it, then you... You climb up, and in Zombo's case, he won it multiple times, then climbed up. So um, that that's that's what I think teams are trying to achieve by this. So what we know for sure is um, the University of Arizona will take on your Sun Devils in Ooh. an exhibition. Yeah, you heard me. Ooh. Chad Berman's Wildcats will be coming to Mullet Arena. Never heard of them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you're funny. And then we know at Christmas time there will be a uh, exhibition between Minot State, the defending ACHA M1 national champions, with Colorado College. Then they will move up to Denver, 
uh, 29th and 30th, I think, of December, if I've got that correct. Uh, <coughs> then, possible. Then I will tell you that to open the season for the Colorado College Tigers, they will play a team called Simon Fraser. Paul, what do you know about Simon Fraser? You mean besides the only Canadian team in the NCAA <laughs> and they don't have hockey <laughs> and dropped football, which didn't make some people happy because that happened earlier this year. Um, uh, they, they were Division Two, So you know a few are, things. Or they are Division Two school uh, in the NCAA and um, they were basically kicked out of their league at, at the way the way I read it for football, and uh, and the AD and the president decided to drop the program. So I don't know if that would open up money for hockey or not. I don't know, but um, you know maybe realignment in college hockey might make that possible. Yeah. Yep, I a, totally agree with you on that. That would mean a quote-unquote Western League. Right, and I told you off-air today, and I'll, I'll throw this out there, and people can yell at me and tell me that I'm crazy or whatever, because you, you do that all the time. I do. Well, so you are, but that's, yeah. Um, you know, the, the whole Simon Fraser thing goes back a long time, by the way. <laughs> Indeed I, it does. I, I, I've seen, you know, and, and when looking things up, the the... the the stories about both Simon Fraser and Minock, by the way, go back about ten years. I'm not gonna argue that. Let me tell you why I think uh, both of those schools are not NCAA yet, but maybe close. I believe um, that Simon Fraser uh, has been waiting for something out west. Um, I think they realize that if they make the jump to NCAA Division I hockey, there's going to be a lot of travel. And it may be difficult to get teams to come to you because you are in a location that's not the easiest to get to, being just outside of Vancouver, uh, Canada. Is it really that hard uh, to get British to Columbia. Vancouver? I don't know. I, I mean, it's a long. Things? It's already on a coast. Yeah, and and it's all the way on the coast, Paul. I mean, you got to go yeah, but... the northwest coast. So if you're a team from from Long Island, that's a trek. That's all the way across the country. Yeah, so if you're Tempe. coming from Buffalo, if you're Canisius, that's a trek yeah, to so get there. Tempe. Yeah, not not like not like so is, so is Denver. No, no, no. Sure only in the way only the way you fly to Minneapolis, where you go to Florida oh, first. <laughs> no, Denver is about halfway across the country. It's a trek from no, Denver to not. Vancouver. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Have you looked How long on the does it map? Take to go from Denver to Seattle. Uh, a little while, a couple three hours Two maybe. Hours? All right, so Seattle and Vancouver are basically neck are attached at the hip. Yeah, it's it. Believe me, it, it's expensive. Let's just put it that way. Well, it is expensive the, the to travel. Thing is so anyway. So I, I believe that that's what they're waiting on. And um, I thought, I think they looked at it and said, man, let's see what happens with the Alaska schools because guess what, Paul? They went away for a little while. And then they came back. And yeah. I know there was a pandemic in there. And I think that Simon Fraser is saying like, okay, well, let's get ourselves a Western Conference. You get five teams, we'll be the sixth. Um, or something like that. Or you get seven, we'll be the eighth. Because we got to keep even numbers. That's how conferences work best. 
anyway uh, <laughs> so so i believe that's what they're sitting on i don't think it's got anything to do with hey we, you know we we don't think we can compete or anything like that i think it's like we got to make this make sense because if we're going to be an independent and have to go to Long Island, Lindenwood, um, Arizona State, and the two Alaskas just to get games, okay, well, that's a long travel trip. And then we got to convince them to come back so we get some home games. And even if you're not an independent, who's the closest team to them that's non independent? Denver? Colorado College? Um, Air Force? Yeah, Air Force, yeah. UND? I, I don't. How are you gonna How are you gonna chop their schedule up and make them come to play you? It's gonna be a battle. How do they play anybody else? So that's what. Well, I mean, again, you're not gonna spend money to go play Simon Fraser if you can go play Minnesota, Duluth, Saint Cloud, Minnesota, Bemidji State, North Dakota, now Augustana, yeah, Saint Thomas. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's what it's all about I didn't the dollar. Say it was easy. I didn't my, say it was easy. No, I'm just saying it's all about the dollar. And I think as teams progress, and I think now this has been a year or two where they're able to look around and go like, okay, Arizona State's doing okay. All right, uh, Long Island's coming on board. They're doing okay. Lindenwood seemed to do okay their first year. The two Alaskas are back. Okay, so don't be surprised if in the next year or two. You get something out of Simon Fraser that uh, is pointed in the direction of the NCAA. That's yeah, my thought. I, I Write would it say down. Based Whatever day it is today, May something, May eighth. How about that? You know, the uh, Adam Fantilli Day. Um, Adam I Fantilli would, Day is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. No. 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 That's the day we find out where he goes. Yeah. Okay. 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 You're oh, no, forgetting all about our friend works. Connor McDard. Victor. Victor Penman. We're sorry. Uh, Paul. Oh, Paul. I'm just not... ignoring your your uh, son's not, childhood friend. Can say that. I, no. I think Connor McDard's gonna be really, really good. He'll be great. He's got a great work ethic too. But wouldn't he look good on the island if he was wearing a New York Islanders jersey? And so would Fantilli. <laughs> okay. How come those darn Islanders didn't get in the lottery this year? Because they they actually made the playoffs. How long did they last? Um, they they made it six games. Okay, six games. Um, you know, it is not as many as, uh, say, a team from a certain capital city or capital province, but um, Seattle Kraken, capital province. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about the Seattle Kraken going a little farther. No, well, there's an, like I said, there's another team that has say. Um, a lot of high draft picks on it, a lot of number one overall picks um, that are in the second round but haven't won a game in that second round yet. So it's almost like not winning the first round. <laughs> I love it. By the way, uh, the kid that plays in Seattle is probably going to win Rookie of the Year, Matty Beneers. Yeah. He used to play with Adam Fantilli, didn't he? Um, no. They weren't together? Fantilli no. came in after him? He's a freshman. Okay. He came in after them. But they're yeah. at the same school. They did. They the I think school. they played together in the summertime. Well, they might. They probably did. Who knows? I mean, the oldies guys know each other anyway. <laughs> anyway, thought I'd just throw that out there. But um, anyway, so that's what's going yeah, on no, there. Now, now, hold on. You, you talk about one school. You left out the other school. Where... I was getting to that. I just got okay. sidetracked. I got okay. sidetracked. You're talking about Minot State. I am. Uh, I believe Minot State is making moves. 
And let me tell you why. Because they, uh, over the last two years, became under the direct direction of the athletic department at Minot State University. They're under the umbrella of the athletic department. Correct? Exactly. So they take Unlike care of their travel, of their scheduling, all yes. of that stuff is all done under the umbrella of the athletic department, which is not normal in the ACHA. So anyway, um, I think that is one thing. I think another thing is, I think it takes some time. I know Minot is a northern school that hockey is, well, they'll tell you football too, but football and hockey are uh, neck and neck at that university. But I also know there's a big university about 200, a little more than 200 miles off to the east, which would be the University of North Dakota. I told you this many times, North Dakota rules. Uh, How about this? UND rules the state of North Dakota as far as hockey goes. Um, But the Fargo Force are doing really well about 70 miles down I-29 in Fargo. competition. Not direct competition, but close. Because if you've looked what the the Fargo Force, and shout out Nick Oliver, great job you're doing again this year. Um, Anyway. Didn't he just get a a job somewhere? Nick Oliver? Yeah. Did he? I don't know. I'm going to look now. I don't know. He's coaching coaching the Fargo Force, and Mr. Smolin uh, is playing pretty darn well, too. You know where he's going to school, don't you? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Just checking. (laughs) I always like to do that just to see if, I, if that fandom's going to sneak out or not. <laughs> I, I, I can sneak it out of my other co-host on, on Stephen Marsh. No, I, I, I can spill Stephen quickly. I would never, never, you know, sneak ASU in there in any way. <laughs> that wasn't relevant. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so I believe that they are making moves right now. I think things are softening between North Dakota and Minot State. And right. uh, there seems to be, um, yes, we talk all the time about college hockey. It's uh, it's a slow moving, <laughs> it's crazy. As fast as it is on the ice, it is equally right. as slow off the ice as far as progression and doing things. They like their territory, they like to protect their territory, but I think even now, the folks in Grand Forks realize their state of North Dakota might be big enough for two NCAA schools. And um, I'll tell you right now, Minot State treats their program like an NCAA program. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. When we had Wyatt Wasilenchuk, their head coach on, who, by the way, is eventually here going to win the coach of the year. And he was also the player of the year as a goaltender at Minot State. Um, So anyway, um, Wyatt was telling me that uh, I asked him about going to the national tournament in Boston. I said, what was the biggest thing for you? He goes, I was sweating bullets that, that we might not win that first game. He goes, I didn't want to talk to my boosters and tell them we went all the way to Boston and lost in the first game. So, so you think he doesn't, he doesn't think it's life and death. He definitely thinks it's life and death. So anyway, I think in the next two to three years, maybe one to three years, let's put it that way, you will hear something from Simon Fraser and Minot State. That's just me. I know nothing. I have no inside track. I just have a gut feeling on this because well, all the signals seem to be pointing towards something good. Let's let's put it this way, okay? Now, you actually were doing the interview, so you would know, um, you know, because you asked the question. Okay, you asked the question. To Wyatt. Right, so, to Wyatt, yeah. 
uh, Coach Wasilla and Chuck. And, um, you know, basically, um, in a interview he said earlier, uh, in terms of whether or not there's a D1 future, um, that his comment, and this is a quote, uh, I wouldn't say it's off the table, but it's not on the table as of today. And this was back um, in, hold on, let me scroll back down here. This was at the beginning of March. You had him on, what, last yeah. week? Uh, no, a couple the, weeks ago. About a month when, ago. When you asked the question, what did it, what was the answer? The answer was, we certainly would like to move that direction. Okay, so it's not quite, okay, well, then maybe the answer is the same. No, the answer is not the same. The answer is, we're moving that direction. It's just that I can't tell you anything yet. Well, let's, and, and I'm also going to say this, in that same article, um, they played Oregon this past season. And the seeing a school like Oregon, apparently, in their promotions for uh, for the games that they played, and you kind of understand it, I guess. Um, Oregon is a big-name school. And, you know, when, when – and, and – and I guess that just, you know, was was them, you know, was was the was the fan base like, whoa, we're getting a school like Oregon to send a team here. That's pretty good. That got people excited. Well, you know. let, let me tell you a little bit about Oregon, too, quickly, because I know we're about at the end of the show here. But um, the Oregon Ducks um, have a general manager now that that I had a chance to visit with from Las Vegas. And um, he's got a vision of where he'd like to see their, their program head. And uh, they, they made trips this year, expensive trips this year. You mentioned the Minot State one, but they made expensive trips to show people they were serious about their hockey program and, and moving the right direction. They also know that they got to get better. They got to compete more. They got to win at the uh, ACHA M1 level. But um, it's intriguing I think to Oregon and other schools um, that there is hockey not only surviving, but thriving. And uh, you and I talked about this last year before the Mullet Arena opened in, in Tempe, that there were going to be a bunch of people that were going to have their eyeballs uh, focused on Mullet and what it would draw in the desert, how it would draw in the desert, how the sponsorship would be, what the ticket sales would be, what the money would be. I think we have an answer to that after one year. Strong. Yeah, I think yeah, I think they've shown that uh, um, that that you're that it can work. <laughs> Pure and simple, it can work. Not only work, Paul, but it can become a money maker, and that's what schools yes. are looking for. They don't want drags on their budgets; they want right. uh, they want money coming in in their budgets, yep. and they want yep. teams to produce. And uh, with that, also though, comes a little pressure, doesn't it? to win oh, yeah. the hockey games that you play in, to go to the um, national tournament. Certainly be more, certainly be close to the tournament anyway. Yeah, I, I think the pressure is to get in the tournament. I, I think you can well, be as yes, close they, as you want, but there's heartbreak. But Just ask you're not Alaska get, uh, Fairbanks. Right, but you're not, not going to get in the tournament every year. You're just not. Not as an independent, you're not. Certainly not as an independent, but still, 
you 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 want i don't care what the what what independent or not i mean you, you schools spend their money they expect to be uh competitive and i'll tell you right now if if you don't think that was the case with uh, alaska fairbanks this year i watched them down the stretch so did you i watched them a couple times in person and you could see they were playing like it was a tournament game for them they they were leaving it all on the line the coaches were doing what they had to do to win the game no matter at all costs and um i think that's something that uh you know that was very very visible even though they didn't get into the tournament ultimately yeah well listen we know that i mean you know they had to go out there and win all those games because they had no margin for error and and that made for really good college hockey by the way did it definitely did um they're they're sitting here and the fact of the matter is that you know had there not been as many upsets in the conference tournaments they would have been in the tournament but that was completely out of their control they controlled everything that they could yes they did they uh they certainly did and they came up just a little short that was out of their control well, but of course. But what I'm saying is, if we can get uh, a Western Conference, then somebody well, would get yes, in that yes. um, used to be a independent. How about that? Correct. Yeah, I'm. I'm obviously that's the goal. We need that. Okay, um, thirty minutes till the, the uh, draft lottery. Where will Connor Bedard be suiting up next year? Who? Will he be a captain for the team next year? Well, he might be. Let's find out. Definitely a 17-year-old captain. That's definitely going to happen. <laughs> Apparently, he's a great leader. Well, he might be, but not Yeah, okay. From the <laughs> Summer Skate Studios, this has been Analytics and Eyeballs. Brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. In the second location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University. Strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. By Toyota, support the dealer that supports hockey in your community. Desert Toyota in Tucson. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins. Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. More than just great pizza at Jets Pizza. You'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find a location near you at JetsPizza.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack. Classic Italian comfort food quickly. Locations in Tempe, Pine Top, at a ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. Lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. We're available for download at your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. 
analytics and eyeballs from the summer skate studios as a part of the ice time hockey west.com network very well then my friend i will also tell you that we are quickly approaching forty thousand downloads so another uh benchmark to uh to hit you can help us get there listeners just uh as paul said tell your friends and uh Get everybody to start downloading. So we uh, have a night like we had last Wednesday, and we have 500 downloads on the night. So that's a uh, a very positive thing. I also say it is Meatball Monday. Unfortunately, I'm in Palm Springs and not in Tempe. But if you're in Tempe, get over to Spaghetti Shack, Meatball Monday. That means they're half price, folks, or two for nice. one, whatever you want. Nice. <laughs> All right, we'll take a minute, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Soon enough, Connor Bedard will know where he's going to be playing his NHL hockey. Good night, everybody.